Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about letting your shadow power wreath around your fingers as your eyes darken. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about building tension through slow burn romance in Brandon's new idea for a romanticy game. I'm going to hit record. I'm not going to. I'm going to hit play. I'm not going to hit record. I don't know that that does that. (laughs) I think you might need to hit record. Uh, Seems unnecessary. James, James will handle this episode. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Especially good because I I think I'm bringing the topic. If you're only if you're only hearing my side of this conversation, then, you know, the brand never hit record. And uh, I guess if you are, then he did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, that's a fun like mini game throughout the episode is is see what buttons i press because i might press other buttons it's like, it could wi- be anything. Wild, it's like wild magic podcasting <laughs> i roll a d20 every five minutes yeah and we then we see I, I might call somebody put them on the line Ooh, i've been yeah, playing right? um i've been playing baldur's gate 3 mm. and um uh, my main character is a wild magic sorcerer and then okay. I have another character who is a wild magic barbarian, which apparently is a thing. So every time they rage, every time they rage, it triggers a wild magic surge. And so there's just fun. So like much wild magic going on in my in my <laughs> campaign. Honestly, um, that's the goal. Yeah. You know, my 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 I, I forget if I've said this on the podcast, but my beef with the the fifth edition wild magic sorcerer is that the wild magic doesn't trigger enough. I think we have maybe talked about this because I was going to I was going to talk about my my feeling that we need a like 250 uh thing of uh wild magic cuz people make the 100 ones and it's like it's not enough. No. And people make the 1000 ones and it's way too much. In in uh, I, I think you could get a good 250. In Baldur's Gate there's like 16 options that can happen but oh. <laughs> But like the rules for, Not for wild, wild magic. magic in in fifth edition are like whenever the G whenever you cast a spell and the GM feels like it is when you tra- when you can possibly roll to see if you trigger wild magic. That's not the verisimilitude that I'm looking for. No, I want to roll every time, and I want it to trigger <laughs> two or three out of every five rolls. Honestly, I kind of agree. Or every there time. is, I was right about to say there. I would make the argument that I would rather play a wild mage. That yeah. I'm setting three things, and I'm rolling, and one of those three things is going awry. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> every time. Yeah, like like I'm like, uh, oh, it turns out instead of I wanted to target one target, now I'm targeting every single person. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's what I want. Classic. That's great. That's where it is. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've played. Still haven't recently. played it. I, I uh. I've been meaning to. I'm doing it uh, Dungeons and Dragons or like like uh, tabletop style with our friends Brian and David. Uh, nice. I've been like we each have a character and so we play. Nice, nice. Um, so Did I, I tell uh, you I'm I'm on a Kaizo Mario journey? Uh, I I've seen it. I don't know what it is. It's like extraordinarily difficult Mario ROM hacks. <laughs> okay. Um, that it's oh, like, like I have heard that painful and horrible and. It 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 activates the same thing in my brain that roguelikes do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so like now I am getting just like way too good at Mario. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, to the point that it's like if I played a regular Mario game, it would feel weird to me. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I'm not good at Kaizo Mario. I'm very bad at that. <laughs> uh, but regular Mario, I'm pretty sure I would now destroy. Now you're very good at it, yeah. yeah. I had a, I played, I had a very short period of time. This is not at all tabletop related. I played this game called Neon White. It was like a speedrunnery, uh, okay, um, speedrunnery like anime game. Um, nice. But I played it with. I had a couple. I had a small group of people who were all playing it, and so it was that. It was a little bit of that same like. Uh, someone would post their high score and then yeah. everyone else would like spend the next day trying to beat the high trying score. To beat it. And so we all got like very good at this, like <laughs> this kind of like <laughs> random game. Um, Getting and, good at a single weird random game. Yeah. Is as, that can be great. It's, it's be underrated. Yeah. Don't compete in big fields. Yeah. Compete in tiny fields. <laughs> yes. Anyway, tabletop RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that in no way speaks to any of our larger uh, predispositions. Uh, so um, uh, I'm glad we got a minute to catch up. We caught up a little bit beforehand as well. Yeah. But um, I'm, I've got kind of a new thing that yeah. I'm bringing to the table. It's it's in its like beginning. It's in its very beginnings. Um, okay. But I'm kind of excited about it. It's, I'm feeling like there's some some energy behind it in my brain and uh it uses the same design cycles the same brain design cycles as passion so i can't spend too much time on it because those cycles need, need to go to towards yeah. tormentus yeah. yeah which is going great um yeah. the so these playbooks these play sets they're a ton of fun it's i can't wait for that to be nice to be in everybody's hands nice so tell um, me about rad crawl 2 Radcrawl 2. So uh, there's this frog. Which is what I assume what this yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't have a name for it yet. Um, but uh, are you familiar with the romanticy genre? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I've, I've dabbled. You've dabbled? You've dabbled? Okay. Um, I've, I've been more than dabbling of late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been super into it. Been is reading that, a whole bunch. That's the new, the new like, uh, Accord of Stars and Thorns or whatever just came out, right? Uh, yes, dive into that? yes, uh, a court of a court of this and that, yeah, a court of hither and thon, thorns um, and roses. Um, I th got there. thorns and uh, yes, thorn, thorns and roses is the first one, I think. Okay, um, I can, I, I cannot I keep them aware there's a new one. I haven't read any of those. Uh, I, I have, I have, um, and so I'm, I'm in that, that, uh, Sarah J. Mass verse, yeah, um, but, uh, Essentially, for romanticy is for people that are not like uh, aware of it. Is it is uh, a kind of renaming of what has been. It's it's essentially there. There's been fantasy romance forever, right? Um, and it frequently gets put under YA, hmm. but that is largely driven by like, uh women who write fantasy are frequently put under YA. Mm. Uh, so they can be paid less. Uh, and so this is kind of like, I think, I hope, I don't know a lot about book publishing, but my understanding is that romanticy as like a named genre it's having a is, a resurgence or yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of going like, Hey, 
this is like a legitimate thing. This isn't a thing just for kids. This is like, you know, this is a, a genre that deserves to be paid at the same levels as 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 fantasy, as sci-fi, whatever. And in fact, maybe some of these shouldn't be for kids at all. Yeah, no, some of them shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, although also I think there's a whole lot of conversation to be had about the need for uh, for young adults to be reading and consuming media that involves sexuality. Yeah. So these are kind of but, like, kind of like uh, uh, you were talking about similar genres, like um, the like like a bodice ripper is yes a little more historical. Usually, this is more yes, like a fantasy version of that. Yeah, and so and so what. I think I'm seeing in the genre and like, obviously genres are huge. What I'm kind of trying to focus on in this is keeping the fantasy elements going for characters that have big drama between each other, going for characters that are like powerful and like extraordinarily extraordinary sorts of characters. And, uh, having characters that are driven by like a nature mm-hmm. uh at least initially um and so and like have to like develop ability to to hold intimacy and, mm. and get close to people and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so this is a slower burn than passion where your characters are hot out the gate so, yeah they don't need to develop emotionally <laughs> they're probably not going to develop emotionally They'll only get worse. <laughs> These characters will hopefully get better. Um, but I'm I'm sort of towards the beginning of this concept, and I had um I, I had a long drive that I was able to like spend some time just like percolating on it, and uh, and I've I've got some ideas I'm pretty excited about. Before before we move on to that, yeah, uh, I googled bodice ripper to make sure I had the genre correct. And uh, Google is now giving me generative AI like descriptions of things. Oh no! But this description is the hair. <laughs> one of the things it says is the heroine is often adventurous and outdoors, which exposes her to many men. <laughs> and I just that's love the thing. That's the, the thing about the outdoors. Yeah, that's the thing about the outdoors. There's men there. <laughs> you don't want to go. I think we can all agree. Don't go to the outdoors. No, there are men there. Also, I don't know what this is. This is a. Uh, the Collins Dictionary link for the it's 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 a link to their definition of bodice ripper, but the image is a head of lettuce. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Google today. It's kind of weird. I'm gonna close that. Google has become so useless. I think we've talked about this before, also. Yeah, the old yep. internet has died. It's gone. But yeah, so tell me about this this idea. Okay, so, um. I'm also, this is also me being in that annoying place of going like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be typecast as a designer. I don't want to be typecast <laughs> as a designer. Yeah. And then like ideas come together specifically within genres that are the same genre. Um, but, uh, well, not, not the same genre, obviously. Yeah. It's but, sim- but romance. Yeah. Slower. <laughs> slower. Slower. Uh, less, less on fire. Less burning. Sl- slowmance. Yeah, <laughs> Slowmance. There's the name for your game. Slowmance is good. Slowmance might a be a term. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's so <laughs> it's a slow bro evolution. Yeah. The cloister on its tail is kissing it instead of on its tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We know. Mm-hmm. We all know Pokemon here. Mm-hmm. Can't fool me. <laughs> I've seen a, I've seen a Pokemon's in my time. Um so I'm thinking that I'm probably gonna use a Pasión de las Pasiones framework. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, may as well stick with where my where my brain knows how to make things happen. Yeah. Um, it is tempting for me to just go back to stats because stats are in some ways a lot easier. But I'm I'm feeling drawn to to using questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and my idea is that you'll have basic moves and everything like that, like kind of standard shape of a game, uh, in PBTA. Uh, and the playbooks will be set up to be like essentially what the big power that your character has within and then like that defines your character arc in the same way kind of in the same way that like masks does it right Mm -hmm. that like thematically a uh thematically a, a bat boy is a certain kind of thing uh thematically a fire person is a certain kind of thing and basically make it so that that is the focus of the different uh of the different playbooks. Okay, I like it. And where I'm having fun with this where I think things are are interesting is I'm going to use a stress track that attaches to your nature. I like it. You'll have a couple of options related to your nature that are basically the things you do to burn down stress. And if you max out your stress and you hit it again, then you need to do one of your nature things right away. And importantly, it's also going to work like a stat that people can bait your nature. Because, like, they know what you're about. Like, you're all, you know, fantastical, probably immortal beings that have known each other for a while and have a whole bunch of history. And so, like, you know, you know exactly what to say to to get the person to show their fangs in exactly the right way, right? Uh, and so, like, it's it's going to be... I, I want to have multiple moves that tie into that, that have you basically, like, messing with people's stress level in order to get them to act more elemental, more by their nature, more destructive or chaotic or whatever it is. Hmm. Um, kind of like uh, the way you clear conditions in masks. Yeah. But instead of like doing it proactively, you're being put into the position that it's like, you have to do this now. Uh, figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got like four options in front of you. Choose the one, choose the one that works. Kind of a, a little more like the... Uh... Like a meltdown? Yeah, like a meltdown like- or um, a powerful blow. Yeah, it's like it's like somewhere between those things, right? Um that you're you're given the choice in like like a powerful blow, you're given the choice of which what kind of thing you're doing. But you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> um and uh and then you uh are you thinking sorry, are you thinking that you'll choose from the list or are you going to be like rolling to see which one you have to do? I think you're going to be choosing from the list. Unless you're being baited into it. Okay. I think that like a, like a big success on bait somebody into their nature, they get to tell you like, you know, I am baiting you into your nature. 
I want you to destroy something. And is there a is there a reason why you would want your stress to go up? Like, like what what causes the stress to go up? Um, I think stress is gonna go up, like you know, as consequence to moves oh, and okay. things like that. Obviously, um, but I I think there probably is something there for some moves that key off of high stress. I wonder if it's um, like a just even just like a trade stress for power. Yeah, that was I was gonna say exactly that kind of a thing. Because it might be fun that the higher your stress is, the higher nature is, the more powerful you are. Because that's how I mean that's how that's 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 the vibe. <laughs> that's how um that's the vibe, but it's also how the stress mechanic in the aliens RPG works, where things get more oh, tense, yeah. but because you have more stress, you're rolling more dice, so you can have bigger successes than yeah. you would otherwise. But if but also can all spiral out of control and go very bad. Maybe that's where it is that it's um that there's like uh like a let out your power, which is an urban uh, it's that's in urban shadows and this this is yeah. I don't I don't want to get too close to urban shadows, um, but something like that that you're using your stress on, yeah, and then like you know if you go above a certain level. On a ten plus, it's great. On a twelve plus, you also mark, you also mark another stress. Yeah, I wonder if there isn't a way in which, like, you, like, if you or like the the flip side of that could be instead of instead of trading stress for power, if the if the thing represents your inner nature, if you had mm-hmm. like. A list, like if it had a list of ways that you had to behave, and then every yeah. time that came up, and then someone else was like, "Hey, isn't that the thing you're supposed to do?" If you didn't want to do that, maybe you mark stress, and so you can kind of like postpone the way that you behave, mm, but yeah. only for a period of time. Like like doing a um uh like a fate fate style uh um yeah like a um, aspects kind of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could be interesting too. I could see that. And then that that would be give you a way to let you change, like you have to change your nature. Yeah, yeah, because because that's that's where where I want to make sure that I'm including right Mm -hmm. is that uh, is that there has to be some like playing with with that. Um, the other so the other side of this coin is that you're going to start. There's going to be intimacy moves in it, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Which I, I skipped for Passion because I felt like there was too many. It, it, it came up too much, <laughs> and so yeah. it, it kind of doesn't work. Um, but uh, with this, you're gonna have growing intimacy moves. So, like when you start out the game, you've got kind of like a basic urban shadows apocalypse world level thing that it's like you know you some consequence. Moment. It might be good. It might be bad. Blah 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 blah, and then. As you develop your character, as your character like falls more in love or goes through experiences, develops as a, as a, a, a I was going to say as a human, but like <laughs> as a, <laughs> as a person, mm-hmm. um, you're, you get to add things to your intimacy move. And like, it basically builds into a larger move that does more and is like deeper and probably more positive uh because the focus is going to be on like you know having uh having the the endings be positive romantic situations yeah uh because as much as i like my superheroes dark and gritty and sad 
I like I like my romances ending happily. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's mm-hmm. in genre. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, are you thinking that? So I guess is that gonna be? Um, it advances. Like okay, so if there is a, if you have a move that has multiple stages or whatever, are you yeah. thinking that you'll have a system to track your relationship with? Uh, with the different other characters that you might have a relationship with, are we gonna have a little like a heart skill bar or whatever, like Stardew Valley oh, style, where like I wasn't thinking of it as connecting that way specifically with other characters. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's I more was about... of it like like your own ability hmm. to connect emotionally with people. Okay, then that you makes know, more, yeah, that makes more sense. Then. That has like some transferability, um, but. I could also see that being a thing that you set up and like you go like directly like this person. Um, this also I think is going to be a game that is less like purely PvP, mm-hmm. like Pasiones. Like I think this is a game that that has a GM that has that is bringing an ex an existential threat from outside that yeah. you're having to deal with and everything like that. Mm. Hmm. Um. So like you know. So it is okay for players to just pair up and stay together the entire game <laughs> uh, in a way that it isn't for Passion. I wonder if uh, if there's like a, if you have a move that represents sort of like your emotional maturity and your emotional ability to connect during yeah. romance is a move that you every character has having like a different like third party, like a third connector move that like defines the relationship. That could be really interesting, setting up like uh, that, like you define. That's like maybe even combining those in some sort of a way. Or I can even imagine like a series of different basic moves that are like, what are the different ways to define this relationship? And then in the moment, you both out of character choose which one defines your your relationship (laughs) and then triggers different things. Just a deck of cards where one of you is putting down best friend and one of you is yeah. putting down star-crossed lover. Something like that, maybe. <laughs> that's delightful. That might be too that's complicated. Fun. It might be too complicated, but that's really fun. <laughs> hmm. Man, that, that's a that's like a <laughs> that's a quick card game that you have two characters get described by like pulling a couple of description cards. Yeah. And then everybody puts down a relationship. <laughs> and yeah. like, and, and then, uh, and then like, you know, whoever, whoever gets the most right wins or something. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> something to think about. Did I just invent the card game Slash? I, don't I may know, have maybe. just invented that. <laughs> I think I maybe did. I think I maybe did. That's maybe a thing that exists already. Yeah, that might be. That's like a fanfic game, but. <sighs> I just. I just googled slash like it wasn't going to bring me the the American British American guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know about that. Now thanks, you know. Thanks, now you Google. know about slash. Thanks, Google. I could have included the words card game. That would probably help. You me. could have. That's that was on me. Now on Google. <laughs> I think that Google, given how much Google is harvesting from our personal lives. They could at least know that you're not talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's plausible, though, for me. Yeah, that's true. Um, That's true. true. I wonder if 
to jump back to the romance thing for a second. Yeah. I wonder if you need some mechanic that is like how the like <laughs> like getting kind of like extracting extrapolating and extracting the uh the audience mechanic. Okay. Yeah, uh, like do it basically like doing the the uh, the the shipping in like who, mm. who who ships who like do you do people want the relationship because that's a common part of the yeah the genre yeah like the fan could be base something there swooning over character relationships. I was also playing with the idea of having like a slow burn meter essentially <laughs> that like you like the characters can't kiss until X. Right. Yeah. And so like you need to like set up romantic situations that fizzle in order to like build up to having the emotional moment that increases your intimacy, makes you more powerful, blah, 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 blah. I like that. Yeah. Um. But obviously, also like, like you know, I also don't want this to be like, like this is the game that like you know that you level up by kissing. <laughs> yeah. No, not that. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but if but some kind of a tempo mechanic to yeah, I think so. Because otherwise, people would just rush to the the kissing too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so like. This is this is very funny because it is the exact opposite problem that I had at the beginning of Passion, which was how do I make sure that people <laughs> <laughs> rush to the kissing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you need those kinds of like slow burn scenes where like all the players and the reader know that things Everybody aren't going to happen right now because yeah. the characters aren't ready, but they don't but know that. And you're also like as players going like, but what if it did? Like this is why Starcrossed yeah. is so effective, you know? Is that you're you're like looking at that Jenga tower, you're seeing it wobble around a little bit, and you're going like, maybe. But you also inherently want to be good at Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a niche problem, but yeah. Uh, James, I'm pretty sure everybody is having the trouble of I I'm very good at Jenga <laughs> when they play that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot of moving pieces. I'm I I think my biggest concern is just that where where Passion works best in kind of the like one to maybe four session range, like it's kind of a quick quick hit. This you'd almost want to go longer. Yeah. And so yeah. so find yeah, so finding some artificial stalling points and and not a lot, like if you're going to pull some of the mechanics from Passion not allowing it to like kind of get out of hand. Mhm. Yeah. Way, the and, way that you want quickly things to spiral out control in yeah. Passion. Well, part of what makes Passion run quick quickly like that is um is how conditions are set up. Mhm. Mm um because uh, the conditions are set up in a way that the players are doing actions at each other and succeeding easily. Uh, and so, like, because 10 plus is really, really common because you got uh, plus two, plus three very easily. Um, and then 
as soon as somebody does something that isn't in line with the questions, if they've got a condition, they got a minus two already, you know? And rolling with a minus two is such bad news. Like, rolling with a minus one is bad news, <laughs> uh, just statistically. Yeah. Um, and so if you're rolling with a minus two, like, you're, it's, you're so likely to fail. I wonder, too, if you could set up the other, because the other part of what, what pushes things in Passione is the, the, like, connections and relationships that you establish. Yeah. And I wonder if you could, like, find ways to say, um, like, build, build, like, relationships that have arcs to them. Mm, um, mm. Like, a little bit of an arc. Like, the character, I'm trying to think of, the, like, the last book that I read that was like this, like, had characters who, like, one of the main characters really wanted to fall in love and marry a prince. Yeah. And so then, of course, the prince that she runs into is kind of a real jerk. Yeah. And then she runs into another another boy who is not a prince and has to kind of like come around on on falling. Marrying a non-prince, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Getting getting some kind of a thing like that. And that's kind of like that's where that's where I feel like that that character arc of of where do the characters start? What are their inherent beliefs and actions? And then how does those how does that change to a different advanced kind of character class playbook? Um, I wonder if there's something in just setting up the relationships to be setting up relationships to just be like inherently focused on the romance of it. Um, like going like blank is my ideal partner because of their strength or whatever. Right. Uh, and then the other one going like, you know, like blank, uh, understands me and I could see myself spending my, my entire life with them. Right. And then you have every, but then you do have everybody just fully enmeshed with each other at the beginning. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. It does go a little bit against <laughs> the, the genre. Usually, the genre focuses on one or two romances, but uh, but that's not necessarily bad. Yeah, maybe a a um uh, dungeon world style picking uh picking relationships and several of the relationships point towards that, but not all of them. You know. Because like th- that one has, I think, like four or five relationships per playbook. Old tech. I wonder if you could do... <laughs> could be repurposed. <laughs> I wonder if you could do like a add, tack on a second part to that. Yeah. Like, like um, say, so-and-so would be my perfect partner because of their strength, except they'll never be my partner because of why. Oh, that's really because that so, could even just be a fill in. Yeah, a fill in the field. Yeah, like for that everybody just has. Yeah, like so and so, like it helps you define the thing that you you think the character looks for in a partner. Yeah, and why this specific person who has that feature is not. Yeah, like you can only define characteristics that your character finds attractive, um, or is 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 uh, uh finds they like. Um, yeah. by defining the by by picking it out of a character that they can never then be in a relationship with. 
for another reason. Oh, and so you're saying like, so then the you're excluding that character from it. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you set it up that way, it would be perfect, except that both says, that both says either like, I can't be with them because of this, or that thing has to change in order for us to connect. Well, oh yeah, it could be that too. also yeah. great, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's slick. I like that. Like, if you say, I, I... Like my perfect, like so and so would be my perfect partner because of uh, how strong they are, um, except for the fact that they work for the King's Guard. Yeah, and, and then, then, and then you're also setting up a flag for that person to say, going hey. like, like, hey, if you can get me around on this, if you can show me that your loyalty isn't there, if you can get out of that situation, if you can change that situation, blah 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 blah. Yeah, then. And you're giving a flag to everybody else. Hey, my character likes X thing. Yeah. James, that's fire. I like <laughs> and, it, that. and it and also it also it sets a flag for the other player if if it's an inter if it's like an intra-player uh romance, yeah. um, that if they are interested in pursuing a romantic relationship with your character, the thing that they need to change is being a cop or yeah, the exactly. or whatever. Um <laughs> And so then if they do that, then you know they're interested. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I like that because there's a lot of ways in which you could uh, like, you can choose to undermine that. I like that it it defines both. It defines both um, the thing that they are attracted to and establishes an obstacle. Yeah. So that you can go so you can, so that the GM or other players can establish strength or whatever in, in other characters to give them better options. Um, but also that one character is there. Yeah, that's really great. I like that. Um, and I think then in that case, keeping the more traditional relationships and allowing double dipping mm-hmm. is where it's at. Cause then you can say like, you know, uh, this person is my, my rival. Like, you know, we've fought for hundreds of years. Yeah. And also this person is still would be my perfect yeah. mate, except yeah, it's it's yeah. It, that and that okay, I think I didn't even do this intentionally, but that's the thing. Like that's the thing that sets up the the arc to that re- mm-hmm. to that relationship, where it's like it's not just this person is my perfect uh, uh, relationship match, and then so then as as the as the thing starts, you just everyone like they uh, goes the, right ru- to the rubber bands re- uh, uh, let go and snap, and everything just <laughs> it goes off the rails. Um, there's a there's a there's the bottle stopper there that has to be uh, removed before you can follow through with that. Yeah. And then also the outside existential threat <laughs> that is uh, that is closing in, uh, which I think is going to be like um, Apocalypse World style. Um, yeah. In terms of like being like a threat that's generated around the players. Right. Yeah. Like the there's a there's a big uh, devil army coming. And yeah. so the main characters are going to need the resources of the Kingsguard to protect yeah. the kingdom. But exactly. also, can't but also be with other, you're can't in love with the Kingsguard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if like they can't renounce their 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 relationship with the King Kingsguard because they need those those uh, those resources. But yeah. if they want to engage in the relationship with you, they've got to. Then they've got to. Yeah. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, it's interesting. I think that's good there. That's that's the that's uh, I like that. I like the stress. I like the 
I like the idea of the of the kind of nature that changes. I feel like that's that that is the thing that I'm like. That is the thing that I, I feel like is like where where this hits. Yeah, for me, because like so there's so much of what I'm reading, so much of what I'm consuming, probably not the genre as a whole, is people that are like set in their ways. And like sometimes that's supernaturally set in their ways. Sometimes that's just being human, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I think it's so fun to be like, you know, uh, this person is a werewolf that is going to affect your relationship with them. This person is a creature of flame and fury. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna affect things. But even um, even like. Um... I wonder, like, I and then I'm trying to think about because the book, like the um, shoot, what was the book series that I just read? <laughs> uh, da, da. It was the uh, uh, one dark window, the book that your uh, your wife recommended to me. Mm, okay. But in that, the characters are not are not supernatural. Most of them are not supernatural creatures, but they yeah. do have supernatural powers because of this magical deck of cards they have. Yeah, um, but. Even there, like, so in that case, it's not that, like, the one character, like, I can see a character's, like, a character arc where they're changing their nature. It's not because necessarily their their nature is literally changing, but because yeah. they, like, put up a face to show the world a certain version of themselves. And then through their relationship with other characters, broke down those walls and decided to reveal their true nature to the world. And I mean, like, how much is that just what it is to be a human? You know? Mm-hmm. like. That we are that we are set in our ways. Every, every rom com you watch, you know, <laughs> like it is two characters that are set in their ways and they bump into each other. Yeah, and I read this bookstore. I'll never use email. I, I would I would never email. And then it's like, hey, I email everything. Yeah, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm a, I'm a vampire. I'm also a vampire. Yeah. That's why I'm an early adopter of new mm-hmm. technology like email. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird that that did come out six months ago, but yeah. yeah. You've got mail five. <laughs> they're making a twisters. They're making a sequel to twister. They're making a twisters. It's awful. I don't know why they're making a twisters. <sighs> I, I also don't know if it's a sequel to twister or not. Yeah, it was unclear. We were, I was yeah. joking. Is it a reboot or a twister? If I can tangent for a little bit. Uh, they obviously need to follow they need to follow up Twister with Twisters and then Twister V Sharknado and then Twister yeah, V Sharknado 2 and then The yeah. Twister. Exactly, yeah. And then Twister... Oh, I, don't, I don't know the series well enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was Alien, right? Yeah, and, and like The Predator. And they Predator, did, they yeah. did Predator, Predators... Or Predator 2, The uh, Predators. Twister versus Sharknado Alien versus, versus The Predator. Punisher. Yeah. It was a great comic. <laughs> so That was a very bad comic, the actually. Predators. That was a garbage, garbage comic. Alien versus Predator versus The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. This is unrelated. I have a I have been one of the one of the things that I have been spending. <laughs> we're we're now two tangents deep. We're two tangents <laughs> deep. Um I have been working on a off and on for months now. 
the perfect timeline of how to connect all of the Alien movies to all of the Predator movies to all of the Blade Runner movies to all okay, the Terminator okay. movies to a couple other. And just really even it's really the, the hard part is just understanding the timeline of the Terminator universe, which is itself absolutely nonsense. But then finding the perfect watch order. Um, I was I was completely on board with this when it was just Alien and Predator because those two yeah, movies well, those are, those are those literally are the same franchise. Oh, um, okay. Because they, they, there is the Alien vs. Predator, so those are those are mm-hmm. together. Um, but also those are easy timeline wise because all the Alien, all the Predator movies take Going place order. in the eighties, and all the Alien oh. movies take place in the far future. Um, but the Terminator <laughs> movies take place in the middle. Um, my favorite part and in the far future and in the far future. My favorite part of the, the, the thing is if you follow through like all the loops that happen where like a, ter- a new Terminator is sent back in time to reset the timeline and do yeah. things differently. Um, the predator predator and predator two happen in like after most of within the time loop, they happen within the loop. So if you're watching through an order, you're just watching the movie predator and predator two over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, you, you get you get this far. You put on Predator and Predator Two. Yeah, and then yeah, you, I think yeah, I'll, it's, I'll I'll find it at some point. I'll post it. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's horrible. But it's the perfect the perfect watch. Um, yeah. of this this whole expanded franchise. Um, <laughs> there's like there's some there's a whole bunch of like one like it, it's all roughly based off of like Ridley Scott had said like hey I sort of intended for these to be in the same universe at one point. Um, oh, there's okay. there's some implication that maybe the like there's like some throwaway lines that maybe the the um the replicants in Blade Runner are actually like repurposed Terminator technology. Um, oh, they were okay. like they were like originally it was going to be the same company and it kind of was like they changed at the last minute. Uh, oh no, that was sorry. It was the 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 um the androids in Aliens were supposed to be made okay. by the company that made the Terminators in Terminator. Okay. There's a whole bunch of loose, and that, but what reminded me was there's a big um, Alien vs. Predator vs. Terminator comic series that has like yes, a couple yeah. more like uh, tidbits of how these could all be connected, um, <laughs> and it's just a big stupid timeline that I've been spending hours pouring That's over so trying great. to figure out where the splits are. <laughs> anyway, romance. Romance, yeah. And uh, that is, that's that's kind of the vibe I'm going for. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Um, um, I think that the, yeah, the character arcs, figuring out how to slow burn, and yeah. then figuring out those different like archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Which I think the archetypes are going to be relatively fun and easy to put together. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it, like, you know, go with elements, go with what makes sense. Yeah, I uh, would say, I think I would be the most interested in, like... N- in seeing it be not like this is the elf playbook or this is the yeah. vampire playbook, but more like because because those are very then very prescriptive of the character aesthetically. Yeah. And having ones ones that are more like this is the what I don't know, the, the character who does X, Y, or Z. And they could be interpreted as a vampire or could be a character who has similar powers or a character that has three magical cards that let them do the same things that a vampire would do or something like that. Yeah, what I'm kind of looking at. Um, and this is me having a little bit of fun with the genre and having some fun with, like, you know, Akatar's incredible, huge success and defining the names of how these things are named now. Is that the playbooks will be like, um, like 
a rattle of bones and spirits. Uh, and then rattle is the name of the playbook. Uh, and then it'll be like, you know, like, this is like uh, your ghosty, ghosty mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, you know, this is someone with like a, a necromancer kind of vibe or whatever. And uh, just name the playbooks like that. What if you name you, like, them all? The broad ideas. Two nouns. Uh, like, a- like rattle and bones is the playbook or. Oh, <laughs> but that then it doesn't then it isn't formatted like like a romanticy title. Oh, OK. I got <laughs> yeah. it. So then you have the yeah. relationship is the two characters. No, so, so like so like the name <laughs> of the playbook is like a a uh, a rattle of bones and spirits. Mm, okay, and then like you know, you're able to define within that what that is. And I was have thinking playbook moves everything like, like you that. have the playbook that is bones, and then a playbook that is spirits, and then the relationship playbook that is oh. a, a rattle of, mm. and then you slot in the two nouns. Into that the works too. That works too. <laughs> A cord of whatever, a cord of bones and shadows. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is this is I'm in this very annoying place that I have these ideas relatively put together in my brain, but can't really. Spend and I just don't time. have the time. I, I can't yeah. spend the time on it right now. Um, but I think that that is going to be probably my next biggish project hmm. cool um it's it's kind of caught it's caught me to the point that i've started thinking about like how would i how would i publish this yeah which like you know i think that's a good sign yeah <laughs> when you start thinking about where the end line, where the uh the final product of it is interesting yeah yeah there's definitely something there i mean yeah. certainly it's a big genre that people are liking so yeah and there's a ton of other people also making games within the same genre um and that is great (laughs) it is great to have a whole bunch of games in the same genre but none of them are by you (laughs) none of them are passion that i know of yeah as far as i know of there's not there's not one (laughs) there's passion that is as far as I know, there's not one that is by me or uh, <laughs> I haven't written or this using game Fazion. That I, know I don't of. think I've written this game. <laughs> I, I, I might be wrong. Red Crawl Two. Um, Red Crawl Two. Um, I, we, I missed another deadline for getting Pommel Ball out because <laughs> it's always beginning of football season or Super Bowl. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well. And what happened this year is the Nebraska wasn't good enough, so we don't get pommel ball yet. Mm, yeah. When, when Nebraska gets a bowl game. <laughs> yep. When they get a chance to eat a live mascot on the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which they've not done. Not yet. I don't think that Nebraska should eat their li- mascot live on field. Not their mascot. Oh, okay. A different mascot. Yeah. Okay. Like the I, just wanted, I wanted to make that clear. <laughs> you saw the you know what I'm referencing. I right? did see you the pop tarts. The, the pop tart yeah. mascot. Yeah, but it's when Nebraska eats the pop tart mascot. That's when. Okay. You can. I don't know if that's possible. In I don't know. If, can they go to the whatever that bowl? The pop tart bowl. Um, I don't know where that which which one I that can, was. I, that was that great. was a college bowl. That has to have been a <laughs> yeah, college, it's a college bowl, bowl thing, right? I just don't know who's uh, who's eligible for which bowls. Uh, it depends upon how well you play. Mm, okay. So probably yeah. pretty pretty eligible. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. But not this year. No. <laughs> Maybe next year. 
That's because football season's over and baseball season's back, baby. Yeah. So, uh, I don't have a baseball game. I don't have a baseball tabletop game. <laughs> I I, did, I was I was thinking recently again that I need to, not 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 that this is baseball related at all, but that I do want to finish the I want to finish the space between. I need to. I also want to write the stupid crab space fishing. I've had that. I've had like the game is like eh, can you not shake it? But I've had that image of the space shuttle with the crab hook uh, cranes and and pots hanging off of it, just like lodged in my brain uh, for so long. <laughs> the question becomes like, do you need to write a game so that you can put that on the cover, or do you need to like could make I just a commission t-shirt? someone to to draw <laughs> me this art? Hey, could, uh, it, could, could you help me get this cursed image out of my brain? <laughs> <laughs> that's a people artists online are always like let me draw your original character let me let me let me illustrate the scene that you've that you've always imagined i need someone to be like hey let me help draw this cursed thing that's in your brain so that i can free you from it <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i do want oh i do want to do a crab game crab space crab game that seemed fun it seemed like a lot of fun i need to loop back listen to that episode again i think and then yeah got all the, double click on that double click into it yeah and uh, you said loop back. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's just because my life. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm deep in it. Deep in the business. Business. But uh, yeah, someday I'll, I'll write a game again. <laughs> I did. Uh, finish is that my, kind of a it's that kind of a vibe? I did finish my. Uh, uh, I had a real run there where I finished a couple short games. Finished my, yeah. my fantasy fantasy football game. Yeah. And your Frog Jam game. And my Frog Jam game. I found the images from the Frog Jam. Frog <laughs> Jam. Oh, I, I found real Frog Jam. That's not real frog. It's just other stuff. Ooh. Oh, wait. It's raspberry and figs. And I was going to say that's raspberry and figs, and right? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I just, it's I don't that is good actually. If not, that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> this, during the course of this episode, I've not learned my lesson to just not plug Frog not Jam just, into Google. Yeah, well, this might this might just be a shorter episode. I don't know if I've got a whole lot else yeah. to say. Yeah, I think is that all right I mean, with I mean, you? Yeah, I think I mean we're at fifty minutes, so this can yeah, be. True. I think we can just wrap it up here. Sounds good. We all. I, I gotta. I gotta shake this funk that I'm in. Um and oh my gosh, and me I, too, man. And get kind of back into getting back into things. I really, yeah. I was really, I was really, I kind of got out of getting into things, and I really got to get back into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of where I am. But yeah, so uh, social media, the social media part of our outro is, is so oh, it's boy. so rough, it's so confusing. But uh, yeah, so I still check Twitter. Um, so if you want to reach out to us, stop back and roll uh, on Twitter. I will see it. Um, I'm also at and the meltdowns on Twitter, and I'm more on Blue Sky, which is now open, so anyone can join. Uh, where Ooh. I'm at Maloyable. I'm not having fun with social media these days. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm basically not on it. Like I, I, I technically I, I'm, I'm Bileon Gambetta on Twitter. And I'm BLG on Blue Sky, but um, being honest, I check it every every couple of days. Um, I miss it the most while watching live sports. <laughs> that's mm, the, yeah, that's yeah. the thing I liked Twitter the most for. And and I am sometimes just tossing a tweet or a or a blue ski ski out there. Yeah. Um, 
um, and just not following up with it. <laughs> That's where we are. But we got a website. Yeah. It's www.stopbackandroll.com. It's got That's our true. podcast. You've probably found your pod- our podcast, though. So, Yeah. 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 Really, the RSS feed is the best place to hear the podcast. Which is at www. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wouldn't that be great if I rattled that off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had that memorized casually. Yeah. Um, slash forms slash F. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And if you want to help support us make this podcast, um, we we make it with the support of our Patreon backers. That's how this outro goes. I, I've done this 150 something times and I'm staring at the script and I still can't get it right. <laughs> but, but I'd like to thank the people who help us. People like Chris Wittich, uh, Richard Kurtzlandry, Refined Ursine, Michael Bowman, Jack Blair, Larry Asmuth, Evan Nyquist, Brian Pemberton, Nariz Roja, and Devin White. If you'd like to help support the show and any of our future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you'd like to support us in a non-monetary way, come join our Discord community. Uh, that is a thing I do sometimes, Jack. <laughs> Not often, but sometimes. Oh, yeah, I'm in Discord a lot. I am becoming a, an internet hermit, and it's weird, because that is I've not been an internet hermit for a long time. <laughs> I go through um, uh, But uh, that is at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord. Yeah. Yeah, so if you are staring into the eyes of the werewolf that you think you've fallen in love with, don't forget to stop back and roll. Yeah, don't. don't. Just, yeah. Anytime you're looking at a werewolf. Anytime you're looking at a werewolf, don't yeah. forget to stop back and roll. Yeah. yeah. Or an angel. Yeah. Or a fairy. Ne- just never forget to stop back and roll. Never forget. Never this. forget. You gotta keep uh, it in mind. Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye.